Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode number 51 of the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media. And we welcome back into the fold from the Tampa Bay Rays, Tyler Glasnow, who is joining us from some sort of study. <laughs> my parents' house. It's like a shrine my brother. Aww. Yeah, look, I'm up there. Okay. He's right. That's no, that's me. Uh-huh. He's hijacked over there. Family portrait. Very nice. Oh, oh my God. Now look at that. <laughs> you got to move your head again. That, that family portrait go. is... That's an A plus plus. Yeah, it was a long time ago. I was just a young whippersnapper, and like Ted's over there being all team aggressive. You know how it goes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, let's let's show off the uh, show off the wing here. This is what I'm working right now. So I got going. Feels pretty good. Like for eight days out, it's not terrible. Well, I have like limited range of motion and all that stuff, but um, for the most part, like pain and all that, it's it's good. And how much do you have to wear that? As much as possible. I know he, um, my PT was like, you can stretch it out. Like if it gets stiff, don't feel like you don't have to take it off and stuff. But like for the most part, I wear it like majority of the day. And then I go to PT every day and he like stretches it out and we do a bunch of stuff to it. And yeah, fun times. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. Okay. We've got a lot of ground to cover. And first of all, I do. I always appreciate you coming on. Of course. Appreciate but particularly right now because this is not this sucks Uh, yeah i guess also too though i got more more free time than i've ever had so i guess it makes more sense now (laughs) no it does it does but at the same time you know you the last time we spoke you were hopeful to come back in september contribute to what you hope will be a long october run and all that sort of stuff so i guess let's start at the beginning with what changed for you physically Um, I compared it to, so I got hurt in 19 and it was kind of the same thing. Like I had a partially torn UCL and like some flexor stuff. And that took a lot longer to like feel normal for me to feel like I'm like sitting there, just comfortability with it. Like, I don't know. It's hard to explain. It just took a a bit longer then. And then I compared it to this, this injury. I compared to that injury and it recovered a lot quicker. Like the, it wasn't as uncomfortable for as long. Um, so after like a couple of weeks, like a lot of the soreness went away, everything felt really good. So I was like, wow, this, this seems like it's not as severe as 19. I'll probably be able to come back sooner. I started doing like plyos and everything early. Nothing really bothered it. And then I'd go out and throw uh, like not like maybe like 65, 70% intent, like just throwing maybe like 75, 80 miles per hour. And I was like, wow, this feels great. It's, nothing's really wrong. And I'd done that a few times. And I was like, I really think compared to how I feel in 19, I'll be able to come back um, relatively soon. And then as I started to put more effort into it, it started to kind of feel a little bit weirder and weirder and weirder. And then, um, I was at the point where I was like, I mean, I've kind of been dealing with this for a while and I've had some pain with it. So I might as well just like try and just go, even if I'm in pain, like, why don't I just go out and and keep pitching? And like all the doctors I spoke to were like, as long as you can like withstand the pain, like it's just a ligament injury. Like if it goes, it goes at this point, like you're just trying to get as much as you can out of it. So my plan was like, that's fine. I can pitch in pain. I've done that for a while. Like it's, I'm, I'm cool with it. But then it got to a certain point when the day before I flew to Texas, I was like, ah, I don't, I don't know. And I went uh, to a place called TMI in Texas and threw off the mound here. And I was like, all I needed to know, I went up and I was throwing like 95, 96 in a bullpen. And I was, I felt really good. It was crazy. But the pain like associated with throwing was just, it was just too much. It just felt like unnatural in mm-hmm. a way. So I said, you know what, I'm just going to shut it down. And um, the MRIs just showed like a partial tear in most 
pitchers will have a partial tear in their UCL just from kind of goes along with the job. Um, but when they opened it up, it was like completely off the bone. So it was almost in a sense, really relieving because I think it had been like that for quite like a while. I don't, I really don't know. I think I was having problems with it, but I think again, not to blame anything. Like I think I probably could have strung together a couple more, but I think like the, the change mixed with like just pitching on it for two years, it kind of just, it, it was time. So when that happens and you opt for surgery, how does this go? Do you call Kevin Cash? Do you call Eric Neander? How, what happens? It's kind of an open dialogue amongst like Paul Harker is our rehab guy. And then Joe Benj is our athletic trainer. I'm talking to my agent. I'm talking to Kyle. I'm talking to uh, Kyle like a lot. I think I was probably a guy. Kyle Snyder, your pitching he, coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He dealt with some injuries and stuff too. So it was just kind of like an open forum. And, and it was more just like a think tank, I guess. And mm-hmm. uh my plan, I told him too, was just like, let's just keep throwing. Like, I'll just go until I can't anymore. And then I got to a certain point. And then I went to, that was the plan. Like, go to Texas, throw your bullpen, see if you can get through it. And then if not, like, let's maybe just elect to, to open you up and see. Um, so everyone was on board. I mean, it, they know that it had been something I'd been dealing with for a little bit. But the thing is with pitching, like, there's not a single pitcher in a clubhouse, maybe a couple, but like most guys are dealing with something. Like, pain is just, everyone has pain if you're a pitcher. So it's, it's hard to navigate and understand like what's an actual injury and what's pain. Cause I think once you, the adrenaline hits and like the competitive juices flow, you really, I don't know. I, I know for me, I just don't even think about it. So it was, I'm, I'm definitely glad I opted to do it though. My biggest fear was going out and damaging something else. Mm-hmm. Cause when I had initially, when they like did the MRI, there was like some signal in my bone as well. We've talked about this, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so I think that was kind of a sign of the ligament, maybe not withstanding all the load and it was kind of going into the bone and I'm, I'm glad I got it. I got it done. When you come to grips with something like that at this point in your career, are, are, do you get emotional? Do you get upset? I know you're really able to compartmentalize a lot of things, but still this is, it's not just this year, it's next year and it can be fucking with your future. So how do you, how do you deal with that? I think the thing that sucks most is like our team's so good and I can't contribute and like I'm watching everyone like it's awesome watching everyone like us play really well because that takes a load off you know like I'm I'm out and everyone's just balling out and it makes it my life a lot easier um, but not being able to contribute this year that probably sucks the most but as far as like I don't know I think there's a lot of positives with it too like I've kind of considered if I could do what I did the last couple of years with an elbow that's kind of been giving me issues. Cause before 2019, like I was just like rubber arm, nothing really ever bothered me. Um, and then I think it's just been something I've been managing. So I've been like, I, I mean, look at I, I've 27 years with this ligament. Like imagine if I get a new one, and like, I think I would, and if I could just put it out of my mind and I, I really think I'd be able to come back and like be a lot better of a pitcher. And cause it'd been something I would think about it sometimes on the mound. And it was just one of those things that kind of be in the back of my mind. But I think as far as like a career move, it's, I think it's, it's good for me. It sucks that like my future, I guess, is a Ray, all that stuff is like kind of up in the air. But at the end of the day, like, I think the biggest thing that helps me is like, it's not that big of a deal. Like in the grand scheme of things, like I'm a big league baseball player. Uh, I'm like in the ARB system. Like I, I, it could be so much worse. I could be a guy who signed for like nothing. And I had Tommy John right out and like people just pass on me, you know, like at least I've established myself in a sense and I'm not dying. Like I'm a healthy young person who's like playing a game for a living. So like, I, I really like, whenever I get stressed out, I'm kind of just like, it's fine. Just, you'll come back. You'll be fine. 
I'll be 29, 30 when I come back. So it's still young. It doesn't really bother me too much. The little things, but it's really not a big deal. Like in the grand scheme of things. Where do you think that comes from? Because I think there's a lot of people like people would ask me, oh, my God, like, what does this mean for glass now in his future? And is he worried about it? And I said, well, I texted with the guy. And by the way, your left handed texting is exceptional. I'm serious. Serious, my girl. She helps me out too. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> I'll give a lot of voice text and stuff, but I can, I can left. I'm getting so good with everything. I just went out to dinner with my parents yesterday, cutting my potatoes. Like I've been doing it my whole life. It's crazy. It's, you can adapt pretty well. So, how do you wash your hair? Just oh God, one swoop, dude. I got a big hand too. So, it, oh it yeah, that helps. But you got a lot of hair too, so it's kind I of. Do. I do. It just takes a little longer, but you know what? Patience is a virtue. All right. Nice. Yeah. I was going to get yeah, to yeah. all that, but now, now you distracted me. You took me off the serious <laughs> shit. And now you yeah, took me to like one hand, yeah. the, the expert of one handed cutting when you're yeah. out there, you yeah. know, I forgot your original question. You can continue. Yeah, that's, that's all right. I kind of forgot it too, but it's more along the lines of like why you're so positive And, you know, because people look at this and they're like, Oh my God, he's 27. Like this is the age where he should be thinking about a long-term deal and all that sort yeah. of stuff. And now he's, not even going to get a chance to play in 2022. Why are you so positive? I don't I think certain things like I'm definitely not like certain things. I, I feel like I'm like, I need to have like a better mindset with a lot of stuff. Like I can get like dramatic or like over or whatever with certain things. But like this, I just think, cause I went out and like, I like pitched and I did everything I possibly could. And like so much of it now is just not in my control. Like I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't like, there's nothing I regret. So it's easier to live with. And the biggest thing for me, what helps me like, with any sort of adversity at this point, I always compare everything to like, I think most people do you compare shitty situations to like your shittiest situation. And the mm-hmm. things I remember feeling in like 16, 17, 18 with the pirates, like that feeling, this is nowhere near what I felt. You know what I mean? Like my, my headspace in those years. So I'm just in a weird, not like to get all tacky, but like, I'm like grateful that I am not that. Cause at a certain point, like, you do have a conscious decision to like be positive and everything, but for the most part, like it kind of, I don't know, it like just does it itself. And right now I'm not as upset as I was then. So I'm like, Oh, okay. Things are pretty peachy because it could be that. And it's not. So I don't know. And at this point, like I said, so many things are out of my control. Like all I have to do is just, all I can do is rehab, come back. And I already know as far as this next year, like I'm just going to get, I, I don't know, just be even more obsessed with like, figuring out like how to optimize everything physically Mm -hmm. and like just become, I don't know, just get extremely healthy. And like, I can come back in 2023 and be a lot better than I was previously. And I truly believe I will be. Hey guys, a lot of people say, Hey, summer's coming to a close. So let's just start packing it up and get ready for fall. No, no, no. Not when it comes to yourself South of the equator. And that's where our friends from manscaped.com lend a helping hand. So go to manscaped.com, use the keyword rose, you get 20% off your order, plus free shipping. And it's all about the new lawnmower 4.0, okay? It's 7,000 RPM motor, a new multifunction on-off switch that can engage as a travel lock as well. Plus, it's waterproof. So if you like cleaning yourself up in the shower, it's a perfect fit. In addition to that, you actually get the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, which is big time for me because I got stuff when I start sneezing, I look like a party favor. Just what? just pops out of everywhere. So that's a big time help. You also get the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, the Crop Reviver Toner, plus two free gifts, the Performance Boxer Briefs. I've told you this before. Michelle, my wife, 
loves them. I wear them as much as possible. Don't worry, I put them in the laundry as well to clean them up. Plus, you get the Shed Travel Bag, so that's two free gifts. It's very simple. Go to manscaped.com, the keyword rose. You get 20% off your order, plus free shipping. Take care of yourself south of the equator. That someone special is going to love you for it. Have you heard from a lot of teammates? Have you heard from Kevin Cash? Have you heard from guys around the league? Fill us in on that. Yeah, friends, everyone. Like a lot of people have reached out. Um, it's I mean, like, too, I get, like, a good amount of – so, like, my response is, like, yeah, good, happy to finally be healthy. Like, it's a lot of, like, pretty generic answers and stuff. But, uh, yeah, a lot of people have reached out. It's been cool. Like, coaches, everyone, teammates, friends from back home. Yeah, like, a lot of people. Can I share every, with everybody our text? Yeah, I mean, so I, I, I actually, first of all, I texted Donna. I texted your mom. Mm -hmm. I wanted to make sure that the patient was okay. And she was like, yeah, "Yeah, they just rolled him in for surgery. And then I was an idiot. I texted you like, right, probably a couple hours after your surgery. And I said, how is the patient? Yeah, you probably have no recollection of what you wrote back. No, not because I was like, at our I just think it was because it was so long. I do remember us texting. I just remember what we said. Early so I said, how's the patient? And you texted back, high as balls. And I laughed. <laughs> I do remember that, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do. Ass. Yeah. <laughs> I was I like, do. okay, that's enough. I'll check yeah. in with you in a couple days, brother. There that's you good. go. That's all I needed yeah. to know, because I've been there, too, after back surgery. It's, yeah, yeah, it's a fun one. Things were fine. I was like, whatever. <laughs> that that was pretty good. I was like, ah, I don't care. <laughs> um, you mentioned about your future. And for people that don't understand, so you are in the middle of arbitration contractually, right? Mm-hmm. So the Rays could opt to, you know, take you to arbitration. We could have that. You'll increase your salary. I suppose they could opt to not give you a contract. Is that possible? Yeah, I could get like non-tendered. I don't know if that would necessarily happen because if I get non-tendered, I'd be a free agent. And yeah, uh, that's... I, th- I don't know if they want that because I don't know. I could like sign in division. Like, I don't know if I would, but like, I just think like the threat of that is that I don't know. But I don't, I think like for the most part, when people get hurt, they end up signing like a two year, like, or maybe you can think about like an extent. There's a bunch of different like avenues to go down. It's not something I've even like, I've talked with Neander and people about it. But it, I don't know if that actually gets because there's like so much stuff going on right now. It's like I'll just think about it when like the time is there, like when it's actually time to discuss it. But like during season, it's not really the time to do it. So I haven't really, I'm, I don't know, I haven't really thought about it as much. Do you do you discuss it with your agent or no? Yeah, I'll talk to him about it and like think about all the possible things that could happen and everything like that. But as far as like it is kind of pointless to think about and talk about like as long now I understand like all the situations and now I'm just kind of like putting it out of my mind just because it's not something that's going to happen for a while. So it's just, yeah, I've like discussed all the possibilities and like when the time comes after season and like figure out what we want to do. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Have you received any good advice? I mean, you know, Tommy John, it's like catching a cold with pitchers. Like at some point you're going to get one. Yeah. I didn't say that too. I was like, it's like a miracle that I've been able to throw this hard for this long and not get it. I'm like, the thing is too, like, I, I do have not to like toot my own horn, but my mechanics are, are like efficient as far as like injury prevention goes. And I think mm-hmm. the reason I was able to kind of string along as many starts as I did with it, like off of my bone, is just because it is efficient. So it's not something like I think I'm going to like go and change a bunch of stuff. It's just kind of one of those freak things that happened. And uh, yeah. So yeah, I just kind of like, in a sense, like I said, there's part of me that's like, 
uh, annoyed or whatever, but another part of me is like relieved that I, I'm able to go and get a brand new ligament. And I got the hybrid one where you get like normal Tommy John and then they put like that synthetic band in there too. So I got like double strength. So oh, maybe man. I'll come back and or more like double stability. So like it makes me stronger, but what do you mean? Um, you're going to come back and you're going to be throwing like 179 miles an hour with that synthetic knows. band in there now. Yeah. I don't know. We're going to find out, but yeah, I think I'm just going to, I don't really care how hard I throw. And just as long as I can like get to what I was and which I'm, I'm pretty sure I'll be able to, I just want to come back and be healthy. All right. So give us a schedule. Like what goes on now with you physically? I think like the first two weeks, it's like range of motion. I was able to ride a bike yesterday, eight days out, which is nice. Like for me, I just don't like sitting there and doing nothing. Like I want my heart rate to get up. Sure. And it, I can't do like heavy impact stuff or like sprints or anything that's like involving my arm. So I can like do a bike and stuff. So that's like a, a small milestone. I'm able to condition out, which is super cool. Uh, so two weeks is range of motion. And then I think like, I don't know, I keep this brace on for like four to six weeks. Uh and then, yeah, I'm pretty sure I can start doing like push pull weight stuff, like not dumbbell, but like pulley stuff yep. after mm -hmm. eight weeks, all those like small milestones. I can start lifting heavy or whatever, like after 10 weeks. And those are the things I'm looking forward to the most, like try finally getting able to like, once I can start fully training, I don't think I'm really going to think about it too much. Cause then it's just like, at that point, it's just like inertia. Like I'm on a program and I'm just getting back and all I can do is like let time do it. It does, you know? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm rooting for the best, but there was part of me that, where the doctors would say, yeah, he, you can't do anything cardiovascularly for like six weeks. And then I wanted to see if you could put on like 30 pounds and be like the rest <laughs> exactly. of us, you know, just like sit shirtless in your parents' <laughs> home, try and flip Doritos off of your belly into your mouth, you know, try yeah. and do like the stuff the rest of us do. Yeah, I, uh, I think too, because I wasn't working out, like I'm not as hungry and I'm a big, like I intermittent fast and stuff. So that usually takes care of most of that. Like I give like that 16 hour window, eight yep. hour 16, window. Eight. That's what I do. And we look exactly yeah. the same. It's amazing. It's true. It's the same, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so that like limits, I guess, like calorie intake or whatever. But like usually when I'm working out, I'm eating like, oh, like so much food. But right now I just like don't have the urge to. And I try not to like eat bad. And I think too, more of it's like a, like a test of like, Cause I'm not necessarily the most patient person. So part of me is like, this might be cool just to like the first couple of weeks or whatever, if I can't do anything, like learn how to just like calm down, <laughs> just not do anything. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. Like trying not to like eat bad when you're bored. And there's been times where like, oh, yeah, whatever. I'll just like go eat bad. But for yes, the most please. part, like, what's your, yeah. what's your vice? <laughs> uh, meh. No, I don't know. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> uh, my vice. I don't know. You don't, you don't have like a food advice. Like I am. A yeah. I mean, I'm a, yeah. Human. Like I'll eat really unhealthy. If I'm like, I'll have times where I just binge out for the most part too. Like I'll eat really healthy throughout the week. And then I'll give myself a day where I just like eat like such a fat kid, especially in the off season when I'm working out a lot. Like I'll have a day where I eat just like 12,000 calories and just like gross nice. processed food. But it's right. weird too. Cause like, I'll always wake up the following day. Say I'm like, my Sunday's my cheat day. And then like Monday's my big lift. And I eat just like disgusting calories on Sunday. I have like a phenomenal lift Monday. And I just don't, mm -hmm. I think, cause I don't eat bad that often that when I do it, I'm just, my body's like, all right, what's, what's going on here. We got to work to get this out, but there's know. gotta be a food. Like I, Oh, we yeah. just had our oldest son home from San Diego for a couple of nights. And so my wife mm -hmm. bought like his favorite bags of chips and he and I, like he's six foot four, but a buck 65. He's so skinny. He can eat anything. Yeah. But when he brings that bag of chips, he and I just sit there, we'll watch baseball together, and we just crush a bag of ruffles or whatever it is. Yeah. So there's yeah. got to be something for you where you're like, yes, that's the food. 
I think when I get the bug, I'll do, I crush anything. I'm the least picky eater. I can, I can go through a bag of chips. Like if anything, I don't know, like I'll get like a pizza and eat the whole thing and then eat ice cream and like eat a haul, just go crazy fat kid, like straight fat camp. And those are good days. I like those days. I don't do that. Pineapple on your pizza. Do you? No, I'm more of like a basic pizza guy, like just pepperoni. And another like thing for me though, I'm not a big like dessert guy. Like I don't want like brownies and stuff. I want like little kid candy. I want like sour patch and like things you buy at a gas station. Sweet. That's what I like. Yeah. Like that stuff. Weird. I don't know why, but yeah. So when we all go out to dinner with you, me, Ted, Carly, and my wife, Michelle, you're not going to order dessert. I don't order dessert often, but like, I don't know. I I guess it depends if we like, yeah, sometimes I do go out, like I go out with players and stuff like eat dessert for sure. Yeah. Sometimes we'll get like 10 of them just eat all of them with everyone, you know, just depends on the mood I'm in. Yeah. Cause Ploof and I went out to dinner for the first time last weekend with our wives and he told me ahead of time and he's like, I don't eat dessert. I was like, what do you mean eat dessert? He said, yeah, I don't, I don't think I've had a dessert in a year and a half. I was like, well, first of all, that's bullshit. You had to have had some, <laughs> you've got kids that are five and three. You had to have had a birthday cake or something. Yeah, for real, right? Yeah. Okay. And then, then it, it, like, I couldn't order dessert. I am the biggest dessert freak in the world. Like, if there was a U.S. Olympic team for dessert eating, there's no question I would have made it at some point over the last 30 years. Nice. And, you know, you sit there with Ploof and his beautiful wife, Olivia, and they're, you know, they look like the top of the wedding cake. They're so beautiful. <laughs> I was like, I can't eat dessert in front of them. And it pissed me <laughs> off, to be honest with you. When we go out, we'll have dessert. I don't want to make you feel bad. I'll definitely eat dessert. Thank you. you. Yeah. Pre- that's, fr- that's true friendship. I yeah. do greatly yeah. appreciate that. Yeah. I'm that's a big, good. if I'm craving something, like I'm going to eat it. I'm not like a big, like, oh my God. I'm not like, what's that in, in uh, Dodgeball where the guy has like the thing, or uh, Ben Stiller has a thing yeah. in his nipples and he's like looking at the pizza. Like if I'm craving it, I'm just going to eat it. Like I do a lot of stuff. So I'm like, I can eat bad if I want to. I bet you, you were the baddest motherfucking Dodgeball player when you were young. I was pretty good at it, but it was big. Like it was part of that. It was like the time in elementary school where everyone it like things shifted. Like my dad and so, but we would like murder people at recess. And then we would play dodgeball. And it was always like, you can only hit someone from like this section to this section. And I'm not out there throwing strikes. I started throwing strikes like two years ago. So I'm just like waffling dodgeballs. People are like, all right, no more, dude. You're like way taller than everyone. <laughs> just throwing the stuff too hard. We didn't play dodgeball very much in uh, elementary school, we play like yeah. football and flag football and all that stuff. Yeah, you were probably you were right. That's the sweet spot of when they started to take dodgeball away because it became too yeah. brutal for people. But that was yep. that to me. That was like a, and I'm not one of these like, well, back in the old days, this is how we did. That's yeah, yeah, not yeah. how I live my life. Yeah. But I always felt like dodgeball was a rite of passage. Like, yeah, you get hit in the head occasionally. Like, yeah, that's okay. Yeah, I know. I think it's kind of because the thing is, too, it's not like you can't do like permanent brain damage. It's a sense of like, I don't know. It does like you need to have some sort of adversity, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Can't always just be sheltered and do nothing. But I don't know. Who do I know? I'm not a behavioral therapist or like a doctor. All right. More with Tyler Glass now coming up in just a second. But first, so you say you're interested in the game of baseball. You want to get involved, but you don't know how. That's where our friends at Sports Management Worldwide can lend a helping hand. It's very simple. They offer these great eight-week online courses. And in terms of baseball, they've got Dan Duquette, a former GM with the Orioles, the Red Sox, and remember the Montreal Expos as well. He teaches a course in baseball player development. So he tells you exactly what to look for and how to build your brand. So maybe one day you can be a GM. There's a baseball agent course with MLB agent Oscar Suarez. Talks a little bit about scouting 
how to uh, search out that player that you want to represent, and also how to work with MLB front offices as well. you got a baseball GM and scouting course with former Dodger GM Dan Evans and 40-year MLB scout Hank Jones. They're going to teach you how to evaluate players and all that sort of stuff. And, of course, the baseball analytics course with Ari Kaplan. That thing was so good that Kansas City manager Mike Matheny actually took it. So, once again, they know who to contact, when they're hiring, and how to get things going so that you can work your way into the baseball world. But it's more than just baseball. These courses can help you evaluate in the NFL, in the NBA, in soccer. So if you have an interest outside of baseball, that's great for you as well. So you learn by hopping on to smww.com. Use the discount code ROSE for $50 off the course of your choice. It's very simple. It's all about great courses, understanding, and getting that knowledge that'll take you to the next level. Real quickly, how's your Hertz level? Good. It's pretty early here. I'll go to PT after this. So I'm like looking forward to that. I always look forward to doing these. It's pretty good. What's the average is what we talk about, like 450? Yeah, well, 400, 400, I think, is what Philip said. I usually sit at like a good 550, 600. I'm usually around like, I'd say I'm I'm generally above the, the norm. Okay. And I can work out now. So it'll be like, I'll get a couple more ticks once yeah. I can like get my, my blood pumping. Right. Well, the good news is, is that your, yeah! um, your Hertz <laughs> level is about to go through the roof because I know you, I know it's been hard for you the last few weeks. You haven't been able to see your teammates. You haven't been able to hang out, but here he is joining <laughs> us from the beautiful land of Minnesota. Oh! Whoa. You got to you you turn your camera sideways there. Hertz <laughs> captain. Oh no! Eric Glass, can you hear me? Yeah, I can. Oh, flip your camera. Flip, hey, flip I, your camera. Go this way with your camera. Yeah. There you go, bud. Yeah, buddy. Uh, why can't I hear Glass? Oh, you can't, you can't hear, hear, hear him. Oh man, can you hear us? I can hear you, Chris. I can't hear Glass. Oh what my about god! Now? Checking one two one two. Check one two. Now? No. I got I, I, I can't hear, but if you guys can hear me, I'll say what I wanted to say real fast. <laughs> Go for it. Well, hey, I'll just, you know, as if I just called in, ring, ring, ring. Hey, caller number one, here I am. <laughs> where, where the heck are you, Brett? Oh, I, I'm live from Moose Mountain, fellas. <laughs> where? What, where, what is Moose Mountain? Christmas tree? <laughs> no, hey, Glass, what's up, man? I just wanted to call in. Chris told me, uh, you know, it'd be a good idea. Call in, get the hurts up a little bit. So here I am, man, after surgery, calling in on my excursion from Moose Mountain. Um, I, I'll, I'll, I'll give you the coordinates after the call. If you want to meet me here, <laughs> we can uh, get after it. But, man, I just uh, want to make sure my boy's doing all right. And, uh, you know, sending some love your way. How you feeling? Thanks, well, man. Good. Yeah, you have to be my middleman now. Tom, I yeah, feel so good. My hurts are high. Now they're higher because he just called in. He said his hurts have been high, but they're higher now that you just called in. Even though, what the heck, for people, what is Moose Mountain, Brett? <laughs> uh, Moose Mountain is a place, uh, in, oh, I can't tell you all that. It's, uh, it's kind of private information, but it's oh. a place where you get your hurts up. And uh, <laughs> Glass knows he's been to Moose Mountain a few times. Oh, yeah. um, but uh, it's, you know, it's nature. And when nature calls, we find our way any way, anyhow, to get our hurts up. And uh, before the game tonight against the Twins, 
this is this is where I'm spending my time, Moose Mountain. Okay, I love that. Well, maybe uh, that will help you hit another grand slam. Before we let you go, three of your last four home runs have been grand slams. What the heck is going on? Oh, you know, the headline should read, uh, local blind squirrel finds um, other squirrels stash that they, you know, stashed away of nuts for the winter. Um, That's great. I, honestly, I wish I had an answer for you, but uh, I just, I'm riding that wave. And I think uh, things like this, they always happen, uh, you know, what do they say? It happens in three. So, I mean, I wouldn't mind four, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see. I, I don't know what's going on. I wish I had an answer for you. Okay. Uh, one other thing before we let you go. Uh, you guys unfortunately got blown out the one game you lost in Boston. And Francisco Mejia, the catcher, had to go out and pitch. Were you a little upset you didn't get to throw 94 again? You know, honestly, I wasn't a little upset. I was kind of a lot of upset. And, uh, you know, if it wasn't 20 to one, I probably would have gone into the manager's Kevin's office and had a word with him. Um, I feel like I should have had the ball in that situation. I think glass would agree with me that I'm I'm the man for that kind of job. You know, like the umpires were even telling me like, yo, it's, it was the seventh inning. They're like, let's go. Like, are you, are you ready to go? And they wanted to see it. You know, even the umpires wanted to see the action. So, you know, it, it, it honestly, it may take a, a conversation with Kevin Cash to let him know that, listen, like, that's my, that's my job right there to go in there and get outs for us when, when they need them. But uh, luckily, I ended the night on a grand salami. Uh, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no big deal. All right, go back to awesome. um, scaling mountains and cutting down <laughs> Christmas trees five months early. Or Man, I apologize. I wish I could have heard Glass tell him I love him. Hurts up, baby. I'm think- we're thinking about you, Glass. We miss you, man. Thanks, brother. I'll see you guys soon. I'll be back in Florida soon. He says he'll be back in Florida soon. He can't wait to uh, see you. And he said, uh, cut down one of those trees and bring it back to uh, the campus St. Pete area. He wants to put it in right, his house. Take care. Have a good right, conversation. Here he is. Guys. Bye, Brett. It is everyone's favorite time of year right around the corner. College football. Oh, my God. A good college football Saturday. Does it get better than that? It kind of doesn't. You get the 1 o'clock. You get the noon games. The 3.30. And then if you get a good night game. Like, that's a Saturday, and those are coming up soon. And with DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook app, oh, my God, $200 in free bets? I just had to check that a couple times. $200 in free bets instantly if you bet $1 or more on any college football game. People, they're making it easy for you. You know I like easy. They're making it easy for you. Take advantage of this offer now. $200 in free bets when you place a bet of $1 or more on any college football game. Guys, DraftKings Sportsbook app. They are the best. It's safe, secure, reliable. It's in the U.S. It's easy to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. So go win some money and then go spend it and then win more money and spend it because that's life a little bit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code ROSE to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any college football game. That's promo code ROSE 
to get your free $200 in free bets instantly. Limited time only. DraftKings Sportsbook. You must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or PA only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gaming prom. Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana. 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Bang. Where yeah. the heck was he? I don't know. He was like, he's been here before. I was like, I don't think I have. <laughs> I don't know where that was. I'm trying to think. Maybe we have been there. Where are he they is, at? Minnesota? I don't even yeah, know if I've been Minnesota. to Minnesota. <laughs> he, is, uh, he is one of a kind and so generous with his time. I, I DM'd him this week. I was like, hey, dude, we need, to, we, need, we need to make Glass smile a little bit. There so, you go. Yeah. Yeah. I've been talking to him, too, like texting, talking to Zanito a lot, and honestly, a lot of the guys. It's been cool. Brett's reached out a few times. It's been awesome. I'm excited, too, to go back and, like, hang out with the team and – I'll go back on the 18th. My parents are flying in with me. They originally were supposed to come in then anyways. So my birthday is the 23rd. So they were going to come and like watch some games. So we'll just fly up together and I can like see the team and go back to normal routine. It'll be fun. You're going to turn 28th on the 23rd. I am. Boy. Okay. Mm -hmm. How, um, (laughs) how has it been living with the parental units? It's been cool. Uh, It's nice seeing them. Uh, I have a lot of friends out here. I have my friend, like my best friend I grew up with. Uh, he's like my middle school best friend. His name is Dayton and he lives out here. So we've been hanging out every day and just like doing whatever. So that like takes up most of my time. I'll go to PT and he lives close to there and I'll hang out with him and got a couple other buddies down here. Uh, so we're just hanging out and doing whatever. I'm just trying to like make the time go by. I'll go to like borders and like read and drink coffee and just do all that stuff. Try to make the, the day go by, like not sit at home too long. The first couple of days I just sat here and was just like, all right, I gotta go. Like I wasn't, I couldn't drive the first couple of days. So I just was like melting, just doing nothing. And it was right. super boring. But now that sure. I can like be out and about, it's not as bad. But it's hard. You're, you're out in the heat. You can't be outside a ton. I don't know. Arizona heat's different though. Like in Florida, when you walk oh, outside, stop. you're immediately like drenched. I'm telling you, I don't really mind it. It's, I mean, it's not like amazing, but I'll go out every day. Like we've been, I'm going to the pool every day with with my friend and just like sit in the shade. I don't like sweating this thing. I don't like going to the pool, but we're just hanging out outside. I don't mind it. I kind of like it. It's not like, okay. I don't know. I can like, I don't, I don't hate it. And it's been weird. Like it's been a strange week. It's only been like a hundred. It's not like 120. So there, it's there actually is a difference. Yeah. And it's a dry heat. So it's not bad. Yeah. I was out there for <laughs> yeah. Brady's, uh, our 15 year old's baseball tournament. We played games at like 12, 15 in the afternoon. I was like, this is. Yeah. When you're out there for that long playing, it's probably a little rough, but I don't know. That's so yeah, we get used to it. I think. Cause we played the, I played in the Florida state league, people play in the Arizona, whatever league. And then your body just goes like, all right, this kid's a psycho. We got to get used to this. And as long as you too, if you get like some sort of, if you like work out in the morning, something about the heat, like you don't, it doesn't it punch you in the face as hard. I don't know what it is, but. Yeah. Maybe, maybe because you're six foot eight and chiseled, it punches harder <laughs> when you're 50 and overweight. I just want to yes. tell you, it punches way know. harder. Yeah. <laughs> way harder. All right. So you'll go yeah. back to Tampa in the next mm-hmm. couple of weeks and then you just continue your rehab. I mean, do you get a regular off season and stuff? Are you allowed to, what, what happens then? Yeah. So some guys opt to just like stay in the place they're rehabbing. I was kind of like, I don't, I mean, I'd rather go and like watch the team and like go work with Hark and Joe and all those dudes. And because the beginning couple stages of Tommy John, like the rehab, I'm pretty sure is like relatively the same. And I'll get a lot of like good one-on-one treatment when I'm there. Um, 
and I want to just watch the games and like fill up my days with like baseball as opposed to just like doing nothing. Uh, but when season's over, I'll fly back to Arizona and just do like a normal rehab. And then by the time I start throwing, I'm pretty sure it'll be springtime, like January, February, March, April ish. Right. Yeah. It's like six months after. So I might just fly in and be a normal baseball player and like start throwing at camp next year. But I, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do, but the plan is just to like rehab there, then come back and like continue my rehab throughout the off season. Will you be able to travel with the team here down the stretch or do you have to stay strictly in Tampa? Strictly in Tampa. The Rays don't have their rehab guys travel. Every team does something different, but the Rays just, they don't have it. We also have like a pretty good amount of guys in the IL. So I don't know if we could fit everyone. And I think too, it's like more of a, like a limited amount of trainers. And I sure. think too, they like, you can get better work when there's not people around. And I don't know. It sucks when I look over at the, in the dugout though. And like other teams do travel with their guys. And I'm like, oh, I get so jealous because like, it's so boring. When the team goes on the road, you have like so much time just to do nothing. And it's so boring, but I don't know. Like I said, I guess it could be worse. If you go, um, if you guys are fortunate enough to hang on and become division champions, will you travel during the postseason? Is it, do the rules I don't know, I'm going to ask. I'm definitely going to ask. I don't know, though. I think it's a more of like, I don't know. Like if I go, maybe everyone else is going to want to. I don't know if they can like fit everyone in. I don't, I really don't know. I'm going to be annoying though and ask and, and try to Please. definitely try to do that. Yeah. So it's weird. I'm going to try to do something. You're on West like Coast front time now and they play predominantly on the East Coast. Yeah. So, you know, at four o'clock local time, are you in front of your iPad watching every game? Yeah, like if I am, I'll definitely try and keep like updates on my phone if I'm like out doing stuff. So I'm like at PT and then I'm driving back home and I can't watch the game. I'll like have it on my phone. But my, my parents watch like every single game. So I'll come and watch all the games with them usually. My mom too is so funny. Like generally when you're watching a game, you can just kind of like if someone says something, you're like, she like pause the game. I'm like what? And like she's such a fan. Like, so it's fun. They really enjoy it. Like they're humongous fans. So yeah, let me shut this off. Well, know. that's all right. Anybody yeah. interesting dinging you? let's find out i'd love to know me too i'd love to know my brother uh-huh and a guy in my agency okay well tell ted i said hi i will oh also greg told me to tell you hi so did donna hi thank you <laughs> you can always pop yeah. their heads in just give a little wave to america or and beyond sure they could. they're gonna be like i don't want to okay well that's <laughs> fine I, but i appreciate them saying hello and stuff um you know what? We asked this question on our Instagram live show that we do every day. I do, I do that with Trevor Plouffe. And mm-hmm. a couple days ago, we asked, why don't the Rays get more love? Why do you, what do you think the answer to that question is? I think because it's like a relatively new franchise. When did they start? 19... It's 25 years in. I don't buy that shit anymore. It's, it's not five years old. It's 25. Yeah, I don't know. I think the stadium and the location like it's not exactly like it's hard to get to it's hard to like and now i'm not talking any sort of shit i don't think like their number one priority is exactly like marketing i'm sure they've tried a lot of stuff but like they don't do like the i i'm just i don't know if this is true or not but like i don't know how much they do to like make it a show you know like you go in and like there's not a lot of in between inning stuff there's not a lot like the speakers are blown out you can't really hear a lot of stuff like that's the little things. I just think too, like it being in a location it is. And like most young people live in Tampa, nobody wants to come over the bridge and sit in traffic for three hours or not that long, but like, it's just not like by Emily in Tampa, like there's a really good market and a lot of young people there. And if we were around there, I guarantee the games would be like 
jumping. That's going where crazy. the lightning play? But, yeah. And like okay. by the Buck Stadiums in Tampa, it's just easier to get around over there. But like St. Pete, like that bridge, it's just so – and like the yeah. area around it, it's a lot of one-way streets. It's really a tough place to go in and out of. But it, I mean, it, it really is getting a lot more fans recently. Like we have a couple like Monday through Wednesday series against like the Orioles, and it's actually gotten a good amount of fans like compared to what it normally is. And our TV market's great though. Like we have like a, like above average viewership. Yeah, so like people, there are fans. I just think like the experience is not so, like people don't want to go and sit at the game, I guess. That's all I can think of. I really don't know. Yeah. But it's not, it's more than that, more than just fans coming. I mean, on a baseball national scope, you guys, yeah. if you look at the last four years, there aren't a lot of franchises that have been more successful than the Tampa Bay Rays. But when we talk about, real contenders and teams that could get to the world series. It's like, yeah, the Rays are good, you know, but it's yeah. probably not going to carry through, you know, we'd still oh, rather yeah, talk yeah. about all these other teams. Do you guys ever talk about that in the clubhouse? Yeah. I think for like, we all understand like that's dumb. Like even this year when we got rid of like a lot of some guys and everyone's like, we're not like, Oh, the Rays are going to probably be like fourth place. We're just like, everyone internally is like, what? Like I, I at this point, like personally, I really just don't care. Like, not like I don't, it just, I don't know. I think so much of like the media and what people do, it's a lot of like, you just do things for views. I don't even know how, I'm not saying people are like not genuine. I just think like people would be like, did you see what this reporter said or this said? I'm just like, I don't know. You know, yes. Like who cares? Like at the end of the day, like it doesn't every year they say we're going to be like fourth place. And I think as far like our group internally, like I said, is always like that's dumb. And then we're always in first or second place, like throughout the whole thing, the last couple of years. So it just doesn't, it's just inertia. It's like, we already understand nobody really thinks we're going to be good. But for me, I think it's kind of cool when people think we're going to suck and we don't. And then, yeah, I don't know. It is. That's a good question. I, I really, I'm not quite sure. Give us one teammate that maybe we don't pay attention to on a national scale. Who's way better. Like just the little things that you notice. Brandon Lowe's. It's disgusting. I think Brandon Lau is one of like the better baseball players in the league. Just as far as like, and he's turned it on now. Like he struggled a bit in the beginning of the season, but like his defense, like the consistency in which he plays defense, he's like, I don't know. What does he have? Like 24 homers right now. He's hitting like, right. like he's probably hitting like two thirty ish last year. He was gross. The year before he was like, he is really consistent. He puts up a good, He's just always good. I always think something is going to happen when Brandon's playing. So I think he's probably the most underrated. He should be – he should get more recognition. Wendell, like Zanino's killing it. Um, obviously, Rosarena. He gets a lot of exposure, I feel like, though, deservingly so. Like, Rosarena's gross, and I think he's going to play for a really long time and only continue to improve. Um, is there one pitcher? That- Asmussen is, is new, but he's yeah. gross. I think they're turning him into a starter. He sits like 100. His carry, too, like – on the computer, he's got elite, elite stuff. He'll be – if he gets turned into a starter, he'll be a top starter for a while. He can continue to put this, like his stuff up. He's one he's of the guys now. you got in the Adamas deal, right? Yeah. Yeah, him and, and JP. Um, and I, I think, too, another guy is like Fairbanks. In terms of stuff, like he's grosser than anyone in the back of a bullpen. Like he's one of the top arms in terms of like what his metrics and numbers and stuff say. He doesn't get a lot of exposure. Uh, I heard he's very funny. Peter Fairbanks. Is that true? Yeah. He's got dry humor. It depends. Like if it's, if it's your brand, he is, he's very funny. Oh, I love dry humor. 
Yeah, he's he's hilarious. Andrew Kittredge is the answer. I actually forgot about him. He needs to get more oh. exposure. And that guy is hilarious. He's one of the funniest people on our team. His humor, it's a saltine cracker. It's the driest thing you it's holy. And he just comes in with one liners and just punches you in the face with them. He's, he's got a great hilarious. look to him too. He does. He does. He's just like super mellow and then it'll just say the funniest thing you ever heard. And it's just, it's his timing is impeccable. He'd be a good like comic. I don't know if like stand up would be the thing, but like something along those lines. He's yeah. He's he funny. Made the All-Star good dude. team. Yeah. He did at like the end, which is stupid. He should have made it early on. Colin McHugh probably should have made it too. He put up some of the craziest numbers at the end of uh of the year when he came back off the IL. He was like the best pitcher in baseball, but I just think the exposure and the voting and like, I don't know. I just think the marketing of player. I don't, I don't know why we don't get more like exposure. I don't know. We're a fun ass team. Like you watch the games. We're yeah. It's a, it's an entertaining baseball game. So I know. Speaking yeah. of entertaining, we are uh, recording this the day after field of dreams. Did you watch? A little bit. I went to dinner with my parents yesterday and it was on TV. Oh, right. You were doing like the peripherally. cutting. Right. Yeah. Uh, I didn't watch the whole thing, but I heard it was really entertaining. And I, I was like keeping up with the updates, you know, and like that was crazy. A lot of homers, a lot of back and forth. Yeah. I, I yeah. will say this. I think that if MLB Network is smart, they will rerun the game on their network at some point when there's just a little bit of a lull and some, if they don't have day baseball, I would rerun it. The look of the stadium was incredible. Yeah, it was. The corn I mean, to watch that, like, the guys out. walk out from the corn like there was they yeah. had a great drone shot of the guys lining up in the corn, probably a hundred feet back and then getting ready to walk through the shots uh, of the stadium were simply out of this world. Great. Yeah. It lo- I thought that was a really cool idea. I didn't know like on paper how it would translate. Like I didn't even know they were bringing in stands, but watching it, like the highlights and all that stuff, mm-hmm. I was like, that would be cool. That was yeah. Here, very, very, and it brings, yeah. Here's my suggestion. Because people were like, well, why don't they play a weekend series there? They can't do that because, first of all, the teams had to fly in the day of the game. There's no place to stay around. I didn't even know if they had showers in those tents. Like, I, Yeah, I'm, for real. I can't, I can't wait to talk to Giolito about like that side of it all. Um, yeah. But what I think they ought to do is they ought to have six teams play over three different days. You know, teams that are, are in the Midwest right now for a weekend series, they should fly in and be less than an hour. You play yeah. another game on a Friday night. You play another game for Sunday night baseball or whatever it is. You make sure there are built-in days off in case of rain and stuff like that. But yeah. that's what I would do. I think it'd be cool. I just think the exposure for that area too, like, I don't know. It just, I guess it grows baseball around there too because not many teams have, there's no teams around there. And that's like all the, the blackout stuff was kind of funny. Like, what are you doing? And it does seem a little crazy in that area, but. Yeah, I think it would be beneficial for everyone. I just think, like, just to bring it out that way. Yeah, I think we ought to um, we ought to have a game out near Mount Rushmore, build a stadium, have that in the background, take it go. to places that don't yeah. have professional sports. You're like Grand Canyon or something, like the bottom of it. See, now now we're talking, <laughs> but the Grand Canyon has got to be in play. So if yeah. the ball goes in the Grand Canyon, <laughs> you, you know, to, like Kiermaier's got to make get it. Kiermaier's got to make the catch of a lifetime here. He will. He definitely will probably. So yeah, that would be kind of sweet. I don't know. I think that would, that would have been a cool experience. I would have loved to be a team that 
went and did that just to too like i feel like it'd be almost like a de-stressor like walk outside it's just so rural and like nothing's around like i think it'd be nice in the middle of the season totally seems like yeah, yeah like little league type vibe i guess everyone's different too like certain guys probably didn't like it but i know i would have enjoyed it yeah no i think that most they did a really nice interview i thought with garrett cole and you could hear in his voice um now granted he hadn't been around the team for probably a week and a half because of covid issues so i think he was probably just happy to be back regardless but sure. you could hear in his voice like how much this whole thing surprised him. Like yeah. Probably you think about it one way and you're like, okay, is it going to be a little cheesy? What's it going to be like? And I think it overwhelmed the balance of players. Yeah. I know. I wish I could have experienced it. And like, cause you can see it on TV and you think it's a certain way, but you have to really like understand right. what it feels like. And it did. It looked like all the guys were like, just, they had that extra level of energy and everyone just looked so excited. In the interviews that I saw, everyone had had that like little spark to them. And I was just like, wow. I was like, had a little FOMO for sure. Yeah, I hope. I think they'll probably end up doing it every year. It was so successful. I wonder what oh, the, the ratings were, or like how many. Yeah, like the viewership of that was probably well, pretty high. Yeah, the early reports are, and once again, we're recording this on a Friday, so you'll probably know the final ones by the time this airs. But early reports are it was the highest rated regular season game in over a decade. Wow, that's incredible. Great, Kevin Costner, that movie doing wonders for everybody. <laughs> were you a fan of the movie or not? Yeah, I loved it. That was a great movie. I thought it was awesome. The first time I watched it, I was like pretty young. I've seen it a bunch of times. I right. thought that movie was sweet. Yeah. I, um, and I think people who didn't even love the movie loved last night's experience, which I think is the key. I think that's yeah. the buy-in because not everybody's going to love a particular movie. And it wasn't, it's still a baseball game that was played, but the way that everything just yeah. woven together, I thought it was very on, on like topic of baseball too, just like pastime and like, small town feel you know it just like was very baseball like yeah. it was, it was i nice. think the the way that you know if it was a successful stint or not was you listen to people who aren't diehard baseball fans talk about yeah. it yeah and they yeah. were like damn that was cool yeah you know like how do other sports try and replicate it i saw some football writers that i know say well what would be the nfl equivalent of what we just saw with field of dreams to me there's nothing you can't do it because yeah part of the beauty of our sport is taking your family on a trip to medical middle America and hitting target field and going to hit Comerica and hitting all these different ballparks as a family. Like you want to talk as much about the ballparks and the experience as the game itself on the field. Sometimes yeah, don't say that about other sports. Yeah. It is like the nostalgic pastime kind of deal. Like there's a lot more to it than just like the sport. I definitely, right. yeah, I would agree with you for sure. You can't like go play basketball in a cornfield. <laughs> I guess you could have baseball, but like, I don't right. know. I mean, football, but I don't know. Well, they did play college basketball on an aircraft carrier a few years ago, which I thought was kind of cool. Oh, yeah. I thought they had like an outdoor game too, in like LA, right? The yeah, Kings. they've had they've had those. And of course, you know, hockey's done a remarkable job. Yeah. Uh, you know, taking it to baseball stadiums and, and now to football stadiums. Yeah, it's, that's true. Yeah, it's, that's all been very, very good. No question yeah. about it. But by the way, you used to play in one of my favorite parks there at PNC. Oh, it's the best park, I think, in the big leagues. That and like San Francisco, like as far as yep. backdrop and everything, I, I, that place is unbelievable. It was really nice, especially then, too. There were some times in those years where I was like, I am not really looking forward to going to, bait, to the park right now. And then I'd get there and look out and be like, this is nice. Like, this yeah. is, it was a nice little, like, oh, this is, it's beautiful. It's amazing. The city, it too, the really layouts. Nice crazy it's kind of like a disneyland theme hey i've got uh speaking of games i've got some new categories here for you 
nice. on the Do wheel it. of moderately interesting things. Hopefully you land on one, so we'll see. And, uh, oh, God, I didn't tri change tripping. So if you get tripping, I'm just going to put it on something else. Very <laughs> Oh, it almost did. Yeah, that's yeah. no good. Actually, I've changed it. There we go. Because double play is who's going to play you in the movie, and it's such a layup for you. I don't even yeah, ask you're, you're that right. silly question. <clears throat> so we're going to go with only fans today. Only fans. Get your head out of the gutter. Yeah, okay. I saw your eyes light up. <laughs> By the way, give, give credit to Mrs. Rose, who came up with this category. Only nice. fans is um, your favorite sports team that you root for not Tampa Bay Rays like a team that you're passionate about in the sporting world do you have one or as a little kid did you have one St. Louis Rams back in like 2000 whatever when they played the pick like I really liked it. I cried when they lost the Super Bowl wow. um well hold yeah. on how did that happen they just lost. No, I know they lost. I'm not asking a question. I, I covered that uh, shit. I know how that happened. How did you become a St. Louis Rams fan? I don't remember. Oh, okay. So we have a good family friend named George Malsberger. And he had this thing, like this event, that it was Marshall Falk and Kurt Warner. And, and they were like golfing. And he invited my brother, which I'm still a little salty about. I was like too young. It was fun. Whatever. It was George, my dad, and my brother, and they got to go in a golf cart around with Marshall Falk and Kurt Warner uh -huh. and played like 18 holes. And then they like went out with them after they went to, it was like this crazy experience and te and like, they just like kind of fell in love with them. And he said, Kurt Warner, they were both just like super nice people. Mm -hmm. Awesome time. And my brother's a big, just like, he'll like most times he's like, yeah, I don't know. It's dumb. And he was very much like motivated and excited about it. And it was like this new, they just had such an amazing time. And ever since then, um, we just became St. Louis Rams fans uh, and we just like watched the games and everything. And it wasn't like I knew all the stats and everything. It was more of just like the, the pride of like, Oh, we kind of know these people. And then we started to get attached to it. And then it slowly died over the years. Like I never really got, like I never watched sports religiously or anything growing up. I was too, like, it was just too slow, like all sports. I couldn't sit there and watch. I'd want to go out and like skateboard or do something and like, just go get into trouble. But that was definitely my, my number one, like, team that I, I rooted for i do vividly remember when they lost i was so upset i was so mad it was like tom brady and i was like i hate this guy and then over the yeah. years i learned to appreciate it yeah <laughs> so you probably didn't become a fan until after the rams super bowl win in super bowl 34 because that's when warner marshall falk was already an established player but that's the year that kurt yeah. warner took off and yeah, yeah 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 you know yeah so it was a lot it was a good amount of years there and then like i obviously it's like the team split up and he went to the falcons right yeah and I think it was just like a slow, a slow, whatever. And I stood out of the LA Rams and it was cool. I've been to a couple of games and that was sweet, but that was my, my height of my sports fandom was definitely back then. Yeah. Well, you know, it also, the answer could have been who are two guys in Chris Rose's phone, but that's, you know, if you wanted to play that game, since I worked with Marshall, I still <laughs> what is... work with, with Kurt over at the NFL. Oh Network. yeah. Cause he does the broadcasting. He didn't go to the Falcons. What am I saying? Went to the no. Cardinals. No, no. So, Kurt went from the Rams to the Giants. He had That's a year there when Eli was a rookie yeah. and he played about eight games and had problems with his hands and fumbled a lot. Then he rejuvenated himself out in Arizona, ended mm -hmm. up leading them to a Super Bowl and almost a Super Cardinals. Bowl win where they lost to, to the Steelers in Super yeah. Bowl 43. And now he's a Hall of Famer and I get to work with him and he's a tremendous guy. And Marshall 
Marshall, I will tell you this, and everybody says the same thing about him. He is the smartest football player I've ever met in terms of just really? watching a game. I would sit there on Sundays and we'd all watch the games together. And I'd sit next to Marshall and just hear him call out little things. He'd be like, hey, Rosie, watch this. And it would happen exactly the way he would say it. I was like, what That's is cool. going on? Like, are you a cheat code? Yeah. Uh, am I on a delay over here? What is going on? And yeah. he was just the smart, but everybody swears by it. Would That's say the really same cool. thing about it. So That's awesome. I love like people that way who have obsessed about their sports so much that they like understand it differently than most people. Yep. I'm actually yeah. shocked he hasn't turned into a coach. You know, it might be just yeah. a lifestyle thing with him, but he probably, is- I, I don't know if he wants to like be a slave to the hours. Right. Yeah. Cause that ain't easy. Yeah. I know yeah, he has some fun easy. or used to. I yeah. remember too, my brother said he went, he was like 10 or something. And he like, they went out to the club or I don't know where they went. Probably not. I don't know. He was 10. So it could have been that crazy, but it was like a bunch of girls there. Marshall's like, Hey Ted, like, pick one, which one do you want? And they kind of all looked at him. He was just like, oh, I can't do that. Like, <laughs> it was almost funny. He got all nervous and stuff. But apparently he was like a, he had a good time. And I think that's great. He that's enjoyed nice. his time as an NFL player. That's nice. All yeah. right. Um, you know, homework is kind of up in the air since you, you've had this surgery. I know you've got time. So uh, yeah. may, maybe you video something that's that's interesting. Do we Are we allowed to video any PT that uh, – that that happens is there anything interesting that that goes on in that world that we're not privy to not really yet i don't know i mean it depends what i guess it's like a some people might think it's interesting i don't know like it's so early on now that like the basically all they do is like make like kind of pull my arm and then go this way and pull it then go this way and then i do like like 95 year old man exercises oh yeah yeah so it's it's probably a little slow burn right now but i'll i'll try and get some some footage i think we'll probably do a new stuff today Okay. Well, I wish you luck with that. And then by the time we talk to you next time, you'll be back in the Tampa St. Pete area doing your thing. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, are you going to be able to like go to a, let's say I, um, I haven't checked your schedule, but you know, the Buccaneers open at home against the Dallas Cowboys on that first Thursday night of the season. I think it's like September 9th. And Brault always tells me what a big deal you are down there. I know you downplay all this shit, but he's like, no, no, no. He is a legit like star in the Tampa St. Pete area. So if you called in for a favor to get tickets to the Super Bowl champs 2021 debut, do you think you might, is that something you might do? Yeah, I would definitely do that. I can finagle some tickets. I'll probably bring some guys too. I got like my, my rehab squad, like Cody Reed and uh, Nick Anderson and like all the dudes. So I'll probably try and get a couple tickets to go. That would be super fun. I've been to a couple games there too. Big fan. It's hot, yeah. but yeah, whatever. It is. Dude, fun. Come on. It, it's them. They're on, on, you know, unveiling the the banner. Yeah. It's the yeah. Dallas Cowboys. It's Thursday night football on NBC. Tell me, I mean that, you know, yeah. I would, I'm going to do everything I can to get tickets for sure. Especially because well, I'll be there. I'm in there for that. Maybe okay. I'll video that. It'll be my homework assignment. See, now I'll there's a, there's yeah. a homework assignment worth, <laughs> worth doing. Now we might have yeah. a show before that, but probably not September 9th. That's right around there. All right, listen, uh, tell the parental units we say hello. I'm happy that you're smiling. Everybody's going to be really happy just to hear from you because people were like, is Glass going to come back on the Rose Rotation now that he's had surgery? I was like, think about it. And everybody in the Rose family sends their best, too. Thank you. I send my best to all of them, too. Thank you. You know, different parts of their lives. Yeah. 
growing up, dealing fun with all times. that shit. So <laughs> uh, it was good hanging out with you as always. Big shout out to our producer, editor extraordinaire, Robbie Scirocco, our summer intern, Alden Stone as well. And thanks very much to you for watching, listening, and consuming the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media. Bye, everybody.